sure can. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the 115th episode of I'm So Surecast. I'm your host, Tim Early. I'm here with Tim Sullivan. Ladies, ladies, it's good to be back. How's it good to be back? Man, it, we took like, what, is this season two now? We took a mid-season break. Um, oh, we could just do that. We could just call this season two just because. And then that, that way it'll make it seem like it was, was an a, intentional. Right. Because we had to work on writing for the next season. Right, dude. Yeah, well, it's funny. Um, uh, so, first of all, it's good to be back. Oh, so good. I haven't seen you in four weeks. Something like that. I don't think we've had a break like that since, I don't know, like my 22nd year alive. That actually... I don't think this much time has gone by without me seeing you in a long time. It's actually time. been a very... Fu- that's that's crazy. That's been a very long time. Yeah, I know. It's been like almost 10 years. Yeah. Fuck, I'm 31 now. I'm sure I broke a 10-year fucking... That's all right. A decade it's only a tradition. Nine, nine year. But um All right, whatever, sorry. Well, so just to I guess we can explain ourselves. So the first Tuesday we missed was right. due to my truancy. Right. I had to bail. So there was a storm, a winter storm mm. that produced about, I don't know, eighteen inches, let's call it two feet of snow. Right. I had I'm not gonna name names here, but I had the wherewithal to hire myself to commission a plow truck three days or two days prior to the storm. That was smart of you. Because I was like, I'm not going to, every time I wait too long and I'm like, I'm just going to fucking shovel it. And then it's just too much snow falls. And I'm like, I, I can't fucking do this. Right. So I hired a plow guy to come on Tuesday, the morning after the storm. Right. <clears throat> right. That was a good With, idea. I gave him yep. 48 hours notice and he confirmed many times because then I also got drunk right after I confirmed it with him on Sunday and lost my phone. No idea where it is still. Oh, Jesus. And um, so then I texted him back when I got the new phone the next day. And I was like, hey, I have no recollection of the conversation we had yesterday other than you saying you could plow my driveway. Are we still good? And he's like, yep. So I was like, ah. Oh. And I literally, I even said to Karen, I go, this is so nice. I go, I finally didn't procrastinate. <laughs> I literally said this out loud. I can just enjoy watching the snow accumulate without the stress of what to do about its removal. And Karen was like, yeah, this is what you need to do. If you're going to ha- have a plow guy, you got to get him like a few days ahead to get on their, their schedule. Right. So I was really proud of myself. I think Karen was proud of me. As you should be, yeah. And um, And then I let my family down. Because I, oh, so then, so then I share, obviously we share a driver with Bud and Bud is parked in his garage, right? So my car is parked in front of my garage. So the driveway, it's a pretty decent sized rectangular driveway. Mm -hmm. Yep. So my car is the only one in the driveway. So what I did in anticipation of the plow that I had hired 48 hours prior and got multiple confirmations on, I shoveled all the snow behind my car into the side onto Bud's side of the driveway. So much preparation you did. Yeah, because I said, I'm going to make it so once the plow comes, there's no other ancillary shoveling that I need to do. So I just tossed everything in front of Bud's garage. And so now there's like four feet of fucking snow (laughs) the whole side of the driveway. So then the day is getting a little bit long here. 
And then the plow guy, whom I shall not name, was like, hey, um, my truck's having trouble getting up your driveway. And I was like, wait, the plow guy is having trouble getting <laughs> up a snowy road? Huh. Which is really weird. Um, so I go, okay. But I'm still thinking that like he's going to resolve it and come back later. Right. <laughs> I sent you guys a screenshot. And then you go, dude, he's not coming back. He just bails. And like I was so sure that this couldn't be the case. This, it couldn't <laughs> possibly be the case. <laughs> so now it's like five o'clock. And then I go, dude, are you coming or not? And then and he just sent this. I fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, he actually, uh, he actually sent, uh, I can't even find it, but so now I'm the asshole that I wanted to avoid becoming. And it's five at night after this huge storm trying to call fucking plow guys. Right. So I'm like, no one, and obviously no one's around. So it's either just going to voicemail or, or everyone just rubbing their nipples and saying, dude, you should have called earlier. We're, we're right. swamped. So I'm like, what the fuck, dude? So then I'm, now I'm in a fit of rage. I'm like the fucking incredible Hulk. Oh God. And I'm like, we're fucked. I don't know what to do. So then I had to call you and I was like, yeah, dude, I got to handle this plow situation. I can't come up to the podcast. So we canceled the podcast, and then you were like, "Well, why don't we just do a remote?" Which made sense, but I was too, I was too irate, right? And then so I called this guy at like seven o'clock, and he's like, "Yeah, uh, my brother lives in Haverhill, and he plows." And then he goes, "Here's his number. Call him." He's like, "I'm in Lowell right now, but call this guy." So I call him, no answer. Call. Wait 20 minutes, call him again, no answer. Then I text him, no answer. So then I call the guy back. I was like, dude, your brother's not answering. And then he goes, your brother's a piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah. And then I found out snow plow guys are, I don't know if it's the chicken or the egg. I don't know if people who are, have fear of commitment or uh, are just lazy go into snow plowing or something about the job itself makes you that way. So I don't know what came first. Um, All I know is the plow industry is I think it's just fake. I think you call these people <laughs> and they troll you by saying they're going to come and then they fucking, the plow guys say they can't come because it's snowing out. <laughs> so so then I call this guy back. I go, hey man, uh, and I was actually pretty pretty uh, friendly. My my temper. I'm sure. I, I had, I restrained my my own wishes to, uh, to curse at the guy because it's not his fault, right? Right. So he's like, oh, fuck. He's like, yeah, my brother's kind of a moron. He's like, <laughs> he goes, I'll tell you what, I will I can do it, but I'm in fucking Lowell, and it's going to be a few hours, uh, but I'll, I'll do it. And I go, all right. So then, uh, so we're just watching TV, and I'm like, oh, this fucking guy is not going to come. So now it's like 1130, and we go to bed. I'm like, fuck. I guess I'm just fucked. I'll deal with, t- deal with it tomorrow. And um, and so then I climb into bed, and then my phone starts ringing, and I was like, this got to be the plow guy. So then I answer, and he's like, so now it's like, yeah, it's like 1130, and he's like, hey, I can be at your house in like five minutes. So I go, all right. So then I get my slippers off, put my shoes on, and go outside. 
I'm like, where the fuck is this guy? <laughs> Standing out there for like 10 minutes. <laughs> and then there's a fucking, there's been a guy idling in my neighbor's driveway. And then I walk over there and I'm like, he had the wrong driveway. So then I'm like, all right, I'm over here. And it's like, oh, all right. So then this fucking kid, he has this, I know it's a plow truck. They're all big, but this truck was like fucking huge. So I was like, hey, dude. Have just, at it. Have at it. So then he goes, all right, cool. So then he backs into my driveway that has four feet of snow and immediately gets stuck. Gets stuck within 20 seconds <laughs> of starting the job. <laughs> So then, so now he's just fucking gunning it and it's just not moving. And then he, and then there's like a little bit of give and he's able to, to pull up like two feet and then it's stuck again. So now he's, now the bed of his truck is, is drifting toward the right and he's going, fuck, (laughs) he's like sweating and he's so stressed out again. He's been in my driveway for 30 seconds. (laughs) So then his truck is drifting and there's people that park on the street like perpendicular to my driveway and the bed of his truck is drifting. And now it's like 18 inches from hitting Uh, the back of this car. And these cars have been parked on the street the whole time. So they are just, you know, they're just enclosed in snow. Right. So then he goes, fuck, I need them to move. Uh, (laughs) I was like, dude, I don't fucking know them. And it's like 11. It's like 11. This point, it's like 1140. I'm like, dude, I'm, I don't want to go fucking wake them up. So the guy's like, all right, I'll, I'll fucking go. And there's like 80 fucking apartments in this house. So I'm like, all right, good luck. Somehow picks the first door that finds the car owner. So then they came out and they were actually really nice about it. And he's like, yeah, I need you to move this car. So then I go in to get my shovel. And then the, the, the neighbor has a shovel and now we're shoveling out the fucking car and it's all that street snow. That's like, Oh, the worst weighs so much, a ridiculous amount. So now we're shoveling out this fucking girl's car and she, it takes, it takes 30 minutes for it to be freed from the snow. It is a fucking disaster. I'm fucking appalled already. Covered in sweat. I'm literally, this is like half of the story. Look, we get it out. I'm like literally smoking a cigarette sweating and then the fucking guy, um, so so she can finally move, but then the guy that's parked in front of her is blocking her from a clear getaway. <laughs> so now they have to go and wake that guy up. Oh, for fuck's sake. So then that guy comes out, and we're like, yeah, we need you to move. So then we have to shovel him out. So we did the same exact thing over and over. So then that takes another 20 minutes. So right, so it's been fifty minutes since my plow guy showed up. My driveway is just like it was all day, except now I've spent an hour shoveling out my neighbor's car. <laughs> so then we're fucking shoveling and shoveling, and then finally it's free. And then the guy fucking he goes, "All right, man." He goes, "I'm gonna," uh, he goes, "I'm gonna do your driver now." So then he backs up, and then he goes, "I don't know, man." It's going to be fucking tough. There's a lot of snow there. I was like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? I literally just came out, shoveled out my neighbor's cars because I hired, I made the mistake of hiring you <laughs> to shovel me out. So then finally he fucking does it. It takes 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I've been outside for an hour. I've smoked three cigarettes. <laughs> so, so then he goes, but he was actually a cool guy, but he, he, but he knew he fucked up because then I go, I go, all right, man, what do I owe you? And then he like, he looked all like hangdog and he goes, uh, just give me 20 bucks. <laughs> so I just gave him 20 bucks and then he goes, hey man, I know I fucked up, but 
He goes, next time there's a storm, give me a call, whatever. I'll, I'll put you on top of the list. So now I'm just going to hire that guy every time. Yeah, right. Because now he's indebted to me. <laughs> so that was my long-winded excuse for why we missed the initial Tuesday that got the ball rolling with the the I'm So Sure cast being off the air. But um, And then, of course, you were under the weather. Right. Right, dude. I've heard whatever reason became bedridden for goddamn two weeks i know dude <sighs> i wonder when it started because the the week that we missed due to the to, to Plowgate, i think you were still uh i think you still felt fine that week yeah like that so when you didn't come that week i was almost like okay that works for me because i'm kind of fucking tired so it was kind of like st- that's right because i i remember thinking I remember sensing that you were almost kind of pleased, right? Like that we had to cancel. I just want to please you, Paul. I just want to please you. Yeah, I was. Uh, I wasn't gonna, you know, fight it. And I was like, all right, cool, man. Yeah, you do your thing. And then I think I, I don't know, went to bed at goddamn like nine o'clock or some shit. But uh, yeah. They have no idea what I have. Probably Epstein Barr virus. This is a giant cock. Because that's what you have when uh, people don't know what you have. Hmm. Interesting. Which is basically mono. If you guys are fucking. Curious. So is that when you're really sick, but you don't kill yourself? That's yes. That's correct. Okay. <laughs> How did he die? Uh, not Epstein Barr virus. <laughs> yeah, the autopsy just says not suicide. <laughs> But yeah, now I'm f- doing pretty fucking I mean, decent. you look good, dude. You look normal. You look normal. Do I look thinner? Yeah, you regular? do look you do look thinner. Ah, it makes sense. I haven't eaten goddamn pasta or bread in like fucking 3 weeks. I know, it would almost be a crime if you weren't thinner. I know, right? But I'd be um, like, "Ah, oh, well, why am I not eating all this pasta and bread?" You're a big guy. But um yeah, I should probably start doing that. I just can't stay away from fucking bread. Dude. I know, it's hard. Like if I have Epstein-Barr virus, I think that's going to be my cause of death because I'm not going to be able to get rid of the carbs. Right, dude. I just can't fucking do it. Yeah, so now I'm a teetotaling vegetable eater, for fuck's sake. You're just a teetotaling vegetable. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But no, that's good, though. You Honestly, I don't have Epstein-Barr virus. At least I don't think. You never know. Um, never you got might. tested for it. All right. Doesn't even show up if you do. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just... No, no, no. Right. Uh, yeah, but, right. Uh, but I will say, if I did your diet, I'd probably just feel great. Yeah, probably. You feel lighter. You feel healthier. You have more mental energy. And the week I really felt like shit was Super Bowl Sunday week. Oh, yeah. So that was the week of Plowgate. Yeah. So like some of my final meals before getting my shit together and realizing what was going on with my body were the most unhealthy things ever. Why are we wasting this seven pounds of meat? Buffalo chicken dip. Chicken fingers. Fucking pulled pork sandwiches. Jesus. You know, I want a biggie fries and give me some shit to drink. Just liver ass kicking food. So just a shot to the liver. Every just time. shot to the liver. So now I just can't do that because my liver isn't functioning properly. Hmm. Who fucking knew, dude? Well, you know what, dude? You're getting better every day. You know what I say? What do you say? Moderation. <laughs> Monoration. Brilliant. Um, Brilliant. Oh, speaking of the George Harrison, uh, it made me think yeah. of it when you said, I just want to please you, Paul. <laughs> so I, I don't know why. I like, randomly started watching Oasis um, videos. And then after we talked about Oasis, I listened to Oasis all day at the office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, I don't know. I just woke up in a mood for Oasis. And um, Oasis is weird. Like, when I think about five Oasis songs, I go, yeah, those right. are fucking awesome. Yes. The band overall, though, it's like a B minus right. to me. Like, yep. I, I like them, but like, they're they're not like Radiohead or somewhere that's like someone that's really fucking awesome. But, um, so I was what they're, they're so fucking cocky, dude. The Gallagher brothers they just like, think they are the Beatles. Yeah. But they're such fucking assholes. So I don't know. I just, now that I'm working from home on YouTube all day. So I followed, I just, I just go where the algorithm takes me. I just follow the river of the YouTube. That can queue. be really fun sometimes. So I'm watching this one video and no, it's all these cocky clips of no Gallagher. <laughs> Is it called like most cocky clips? It's like yeah, I think it's actually called No Gallagher as an asshole. <laughs> I'll definitely watch that. And later. uh and he's telling this fucking story. Like so it's all clips like from the nineties when they were first starting. He's like, Yeah, you know, you, you can't ro-. they're they're asking him about um, you know, how it feels to not to be, be John Lennon. No, how it feels to be in like the biggest band at the time. Oh and he I'm goes so He goes, Yeah, he goes, you know, that's if you're not if you don't start a band to be the the next Beatles, then why even start it at all? And then so his big thing is like, you know, we think we're the greatest thing ever. And then and then he goes, uh, he goes, I mean, you can't write a song like Wonderwall or Champagne Supernova and not feel like the greatest fucking songwriter in the world. And then Jesus. of course he of course he wrote those songs. And then um oh and then he's talking about this <laughs> this one actually made me laugh. He was at some fucking bar in LA and he was just at the bar drinking and this guy there's all these people there and like all these celebrities happen to be there and this guy comes up he's like he's like hey man are you no Gallagher and he's like yeah he's like dude you're the reason I I went into got into music he's like I fucking love you guys and uh and no Gallagher because knew, you guys well he <laughs> knew that he knew that the guy talking to him was somebody famous because like there was all this commotion when he walked in and then he was like, oh, yeah, what band are you in? And the guy's like, oh, I play bass for Maroon 5. And then No Gallagher goes, Maroon 5? He goes, how the fuck did you get that out of what I gave you? <laughs> and then he goes, he goes, Maroon 5 is fucking trash. And he Dude, like flipped. What the fuck? And he fucking flipped out. And the bass player just like, just faded back into the crowd. <laughs> and then, and then he was at the bar um, uh, for like another hour. And then all these people were going to some party. So his posse, the bass player to the Red Hot Chili Peppers, is like, yeah. bro. Yeah. So then, so then, No Gallagher ends up at this party, and then uh, it's like later on in the night, he's been at this party for a few hours, and he comes out of the bathroom, and the fucking bass player from Maroon Five, <laughs> and he goes, "What the fuck are you doing here?" And then he goes, uh, "Yeah, this is my house." And he goes, "Oh, uh, nice fucking house." And he just and he left. <laughs> but then, so it's all. But whoever edited the fucking tape. That I saw, like, clearly hates Noel Gallagher because at the end of this giant montage of him being a dick, it had a, it's just this wicked brief interview of George Harrison. Yeah. And someone's like, what do you think of Oasis? And then, uh, and then George Harrison goes, oh man, those guys are pretty pathetic. He goes, they just want to be the Beatles. He's like, they need to grow up. (laughs) And he just shits all over him. He's talking about how pathetic they are, how they're just... And it's fucking hilarious. Like, how can you use the lyric "start a revolution from your bed," dude? Yeah, and not think you're fucking. Because that's probably my favorite Oasis song is the uh, "Don't Look Back in Anger." Right. And yeah, every time he says that line, I I'm think like, about. okay, dude. My mom just called me. Should I call her back on the air? Uh, yeah. Let's see what she has to say. 
<sighs> and then if there is no phone call after this, you'll know I deleted it because she said something that shouldn't be on the phone. Ooh, okay. You know. Hey, Tim. Hey, how we doing? Good, honey. How are you doing? Great. Can you do me a favor? Sure. You're in Seabrook, right? Yep. Will you go take a picture of the backsplash up in the kitchen for me? Sure. Thank you. And then just text it to me. All right. Will do. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Hold on. My, my plow guy just left me a message. Let me play that. <laughs> Talk about like the most mom phone call ever. Yeah. So what do you need to do? I was I was on soundboard duty. I wasn't paying full attention. Um, What's What's funny about that about that is like when you did that, I almost started like laughing and just going into (laughs) podcast mode. But you'd be like, "What the fuck is wrong?" Yeah, yeah. Um, So I just texted her. I was like, "I'll do it in like a couple minutes." Um, And she probably said, "No, you'll do it now." Let's see. She said, "Okay, nice." the fuck was I just gonna goddamn say? Was it about Oasis? You know what I was thinking the other day? So silly can weigh, dude. Did anybody know anybody with no. with a treehouse growing up? Is this like an invention of no. movies and TV shows? Like, I'm sure somewhere there's a neighborhood that had a treehouse, but it's like if you were a poor kid living in the projects. <laughs> And you grow up on television like any other American, you must think that every kid in the suburbs has a fucking treehouse. Right. I never, I've never been in a treehouse. I've never seen one up close. I don't know anybody. And I grew up in the suburbs. Nobody had a fucking treehouse. Yeah, no, I did not have access to a treehouse. Like, I think this, that, I think that's like a Hollywood Actually, invention. I think I was in a treehouse one time. Really? I think there was a kid on. Olympic Village Circle that had one. Interesting. I'm trying to remember who it was. Maybe it was like Brian Harrington or something, but maybe that wasn't him because maybe he doesn't live there. Or like Chris something. Chris like... Well, and the, <sighs> actually, yeah, and probably nowadays the fucking insurance companies probably roast right. you if you have one. And there's one really nice treehouse somewhere in the fucking New Hampshire that's like really nice that um, is like half built. Yep. And I don't know how people know this, but someone's like, oh, yeah, the story behind that is they started building that. And then, like, the building inspector came by and was like, nope. (laughs) Dude, I fucking hate stupid crap like that. I mean, it makes sense, though, because then you go into, like, one of these shitty houses in Lawrence that clearly shouldn't fucking exist. And you're like, oh, this is why we have building inspectors. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I'm not against building inspectors. I'm talking about treehouse inspectors. Right, dude. Like, you kind of overstep your boundaries. When you're, you know, wondering why the treehouse doesn't have a proper foundation. Right. You know what I mean? Right, dude. I mean, me and my buddy, nah, I mean, yeah, my buddy, I guess. My next door neighbor growing up. Um, Wait, you were buddies with him? Yeah, we were, we were kind of buddies. He was a little more hardcore than me. Well, you're not hardcore unless you live hardcore. That's right. And he lived hardcore, man. He was always like smoking weed and shit. And I was like, bro, you smell like weed. He was like, oh, fuck, do I? And then he'd like run inside and like change his shirt and stuff. Nice. And then we would just like continue skateboarding. And then um, you go, you smell like weed. He like pounds a water bottle. <laughs> like what we used to do after we smoked cigarettes. And he was always better than me and, and would like kickflip way before me and could do 360 flips and like would always get so hurt like would just hurt the fuck out of his elbow and shit and I would just be like oh dude Jesus this guy goes hard um and 
we did tr- built like a fort in his woods with like a carpet and like plywood and shit, but it wasn't a tree house. Uh, trees were involved, but it was on the ground. Okay, okay. So it was a shed. And then we ended up making like ramps back there, like like uh, quarter pipes and shit that were just very... Uh, haggard? Have, thank you. Very haggard. That's exactly the word. Was it? Yeah. Nice. And I would bike on him and shit. And he was like, I can't even skate these, bro. I was like, yeah, but I can bike on them, so. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? <laughs> uh, uh, but actually, funny story. I dated this girl in grammar school named Leslie. Ooh. And um, at one point, Cam Fisichelli was like, for some reason, he was like moving or going to a different school or something like that. And this is grammar school, guys, okay? He's like, bro, I'm leaving. We're, we're good buddies, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're good buddies. He's like, I'm leaving in like a little bit, in like two weeks. Can I just date Leslie for like two weeks? <laughs> and I'm like, bro, of fucking course you can. So it's like borrowing a t-shirt or something yeah, for a I'm concert. Like, yeah, no problem, bro. This is grammar school. She's my girlfriend. I see how you still quit. <laughs> because I want to fit in. Sorry, I thought the clip was just going to start with Baven. You can just borrow her for two weeks. You'll give her back, you know. No harm, no foul. He's like, yeah, dude, perfect. All right, great. So <laughs> did Leslie have any say in this? Yeah, this is what she she's like, yeah, that's great. I love this idea. Yeah, imagine she didn't. <laughs> yeah, you're dating this kid now. But so I didn't figure this out until my stupid, stupid brain like put it together like fucking 10 years later. So she dates Cam for two weeks and then starts dating Brendan, my next door neighbor. <laughs> and I was like, wait, all right, maybe he'll borrow her for a bit and then I'll get right. her back. Did, I wonder if she had like a schedule, like a like could a have calendar. Been. She could have been like just backed up with schedules. She's and, like, all right, let me check here. When do you want me to, when you want could, to date me? So how long? I can only Two date weeks? you for like four weeks max. She's like, Then I got right. like four other kids I got to get uh, to. If we do it long distance, I'll give you a discount. <laughs> But so then she started dating my next door neighbor, which sure, that's fine. Whatever. So Cam was the one to whom you handed her off. Yeah. And then he handed her off. He skipped town. To, yeah. And then he gave you to the gave her to the hardcore neighbor. Which me put this together like ten years later and was like, Oh, that was because she didn't want to break up with me. And she knew she wanted to date Brendan. So this was kind of like the innocent gateway to passively break up with me. Interesting. Which I thought was actually pretty fucking smart. So your heart wasn't broken when she dated another guy. No, dude, this is grammar school. But it would have been broken if she dumped you. Uh, I guess. I drink your milkshake. And then I started dating her best friend. Interesting. Who was way more, I mean, more. Way hotter? I guess there were both. There were like similar. I think she is hotter. She's definitely hotter. When, but more my speed of not speed. She was more my type. Yeah. Anyway, I but, we, sorry. Just real quick. Yeah. Brendan ended up marrying Leslie. No way. And they have like three kids. Are you kidding me? Is not he, kidding. Is he still hardcore? He's, I think he's pretty hardcore. Dude, nice. Yeah. So you were actually like a good guy by letting oh, her dude, go. The best. So they dated throughout high school and college? Yep. Never stopped. No shit, dude. I don't remember if they had like a kid kind of, you know. Let the boy watch. Kind of like early on where it's one of those things where you're like, wait, they're having a kid? Oh, like you're not sure if they had it on purpose? Right. Like 
high school. Is what I guess. Congratulations, seriously. Thanks. I wish it didn't require the seriously, but thank you. I could be totally making that up, but I feel like it was like just at the end of high school or something like that, or just at the beginning of college. I don't fucking know. But um, yeah, man. So I'm a good guy. Well, I have a quick question about like the whole Leslie stories. It shouldn't be Leslie. I always say Leslie, but I, oh. but I also say Exeter, not Exeter. I say Exeter, and I I think I'd prefer Leslie. <laughs> Although the, there's nothing funny than I worked with a woman once. Her name was Leslie Snipes. <laughs> oh, dude, remember that fucking? You'll remember that girl that I dated. Um, so I dated this one girl in like, I I want to say it was like third grade or something, but that sound, doesn't sound right. That's so young, but maybe that's what it was. Um, and I remember she gave me this pen oh, with. <laughs> She gave me this pen with smiley faces on it. And as I don't know if I'm getting a little I'm getting a little too lame here, but I had a, a shoe box full of like girlfriend shit in it. Check please. That I kept under my bed. So like some girl like break up with me, I'd put all the shit in the shoe box. Oh. Cause I had a lot of girlfriends when I was in fucking grammar school. So you must have had a ton of shoe boxes. Uh, one shoe box. It all went into the same oh, one. Oh, it's all okay, okay. I wish I still had the shoe box. But um would it have like locks of hair stuff or just like notes? They no, like notes, stuff? pens, erasers, you know, little cute little fucking toys or whatever they gave me or I gave them or nice. a, one of those plastic roses that you buy each other for a dollar on Valentine's Day in grammar school. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, shit like that. And uh, so I kept the pen, right? And then we went to goddamn Outback Steakhouse like 15 years later at some point. I don't remember what year this would have been, 2000. 17? Yeah. Does that sound about right? Is that like a mayor? Yeah. Yeah, it's like junior, junior into senior year. Or senior year. I guess it was. You were 17, right? I was still driving a Ford Explorer, so it would have been 17, 16 or 17. So we're at fucking Outback. She's the waiter, waitress. No way. I'm like, oh shit. She's like, oh fuck, hit me up. I'm like, all right, cool. Did. Still had the pen. No Dated way. her for like two months or something. Yeah, you were always kind of a date guy. Yeah, it was a date guy. Yeah. Because I didn't... I, I, girls annoyed me. Right. I'd date them for a little bit, and I'd be like, you fucking annoy me. I'm breaking up with you. Oh, I was just saying, but I did. I never even put myself in that position, because I was annoyed right away. Right. Like, I would actually give them fake numbers after knowing them for a week. That's wise. I should have done that. But they already had my screen name, so... Oh, yeah. What am I going to do? Perhaps, know? I suppose. Make a new fucking screen name, have to rebuild my buddy list? No mm. fucking way, dude. That's a good point. Um. So dated her for, like, whatever, two months. And then one day she's like all sad and shit. She's like, oh, and at this point I'm like, I need to break up this girl because this is not fucking working for me. Yeah. She's a little crazy. Um, She's like, oh, I'm moving to like Georgia. Oh, I know this girl. Next week. And I was like, oh, you're moving? And then like inside I'm like, this is great. Uh, I don't even have to break up with her, dude. She's broken up with me. That really is the best. And then she moved to Georgia. I stayed here. So it wasn't even that she initiated the breakup, but it was also that she was geographically just removed from your life. Exactly. Oh, that's fucking ideal. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was like best case Ontario. Yeah, I remember that girl. I kind of liked her. She smoked butts, right? She did smoke butts. Actually, there was one, because she would always be like, I don't want to smoke cigarettes anymore. I'm, I, you know, I'm trying to quit, blah, blah, blah. One time she forgot her purse in my car and I took like half her cigarettes out and like threw them out the window. <laughs> Which, looking back, was such a dick move, obviously. Yeah, whatever. Um, 
and then brought her purse back and she's like, where the fuck are my cigarettes? I was like, oh, I like threw them out the window to like help you quit. And she's like, I spend my hard earned money on cigarettes and you're fucking throwing them out the window. I was like, oh shit. He's just lambasting you in yeah. front of everybody. Wasn't good. It was on the phone, but still, um, it wasn't fucking good. Ah, uh, that's hilarious. But you know what's funny though? <laughs> Didn't you feel like our core group of friends, um, like the whole and like the whole like mayor's kind of crew? Yeah, I always found that we were. <laughs> I hate to even say the lame bros before hosts, uh, because it sounds so stupid. But we were always so much more loyal to our friends than even people we cared about dating. Like I don't like you would literally be dating a girl and you would be talking shit about her like she was a perfect stranger. You'd be like, dude, this girl, like that specific girl. Not talking shit, but no, you'd just no, be, you'd be like, dude, she's so fucking annoying, dude. <laughs> and then like you would be talking about her like she was like your annoying little sister. And then like she would call you and you'd be like, Oh, I gotta go pick her up. <laughs> But it was just so funny. Like nowadays, that would never happen. Oh, for fuck's sake! Do you find too that is it just me? Because this is weird. So when you had flashbacks, mm. in your your mind's eye must have conjured up images of Leslie and Brendan. And is it Brandon or Brendan? Why are those two? Fucking, I always called him Brendan. Why are those the, two names? I think you e. can just choose. I think it's I think it's preference, like tomato, tomato. Is with an e. Oh, also, dude. Sorry, fuck. Just finish your question. I'll hop back to this. Uh, well, mine's quick. So when you yeah, yeah. when you picture them, ba- like, all right, per example, when I picture someone that I've known in in first grade, mm. I don't picture them as a six year old in my mind's eye. I picture them like my peer. Yeah, in a way. I'm picturing them now. Right. Which is just weird. But anyways, continue. And then also, I, this wasn't even what I was going to say, but I also dated Kelly Northam. Oh. That was like my first girlfriend. Did she have a nice rack? Kissed her on the cheek. I don't know. Uh, probably. Oh, I'm thinking of Nordstrom. But she was like my my first girlfriend in like first grade. Kissed her on the t- cheek, right? Then ended up going to college. She went to the same fucking college and had a class with me. I was like, you're fucking my first girlfriend ever. She's like, oh, what's up? No way, dude. Yeah. Wow. Pretty cool, huh? Did you have anything of hers in the shoebox, you think? Don't remember. Hmm. We did do some hand stuff eventually, though. Ooh. Hand stuff is actually more fun. Hand I, stuff's so fun, dude. Especially I've, when you're like a fucking, you know, teenager or whatever. I. It's amazing how far first base gets oh, you satisfaction-wise when you're like 14. Right. You feel like James Bond. You are James that Bond. That just dude. seduced like uh, a duchess. I or know, something dude. it's nice but what i was gonna say which brendan made me think of is me and jess went and toured my old fucking house dude which really? was the house that had that me and brendan lived next door and and to you know oh that's the one that's the one no shit dude and if it wasn't snowing i would have gone in the backyard and looked to see if the fort was still there that would have been nice it probably has decayed and rotten by now but well it sucks too because i'm surprised you even drove that day since none of the plow guys were able to get out because oh. it's snowing oh Oh, man, what a fucking... But my original house, dude, is mm, pretty sick. Yeah, I've only been in that house once. I barely... I remember the basement. You know, yeah, the basement's pretty much the same, except they changed the floors. Literally changed, and I'm not kidding. Oh? They changed the floors in the basement, okay? That's it. Nothing else. Kept all of our carpets. it's been like 
all 20 of our, years, all of our paint, but the fucking light switch in my old bedroom is my custom light switch that I fucking left there. Everything is exactly the fucking same. Jesus. As it was when I was goddamn 14 years old, which that's, is crazy. Yeah. That's a lot of time. My dad hand painted all the walls. He did like that sponge, that uh, weird yeah, sponge yeah, yeah. thing that was cool at the time. But you think that you're going to go back to your house and it's going to seem real small because you were like a little kid and shit. Right. But it was like mint. I was like, this our family room was this big? It made you appreciate it more. Yeah. What What do you think is currently in vogue that will... I'm not subscribed. I don't it, read it. I don't... <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. It can be in anything in GQ or on HGTV. Okay. Right. Um, what do you think... That people do now, that in 10 years, people are going to be like, oh, I fucking hate that. Everything. That was, that was so 2021. All the gray paint in the white cabinet. All the neutral colored shit. Yeah. Like, people will be like, this is so boring. Yes. Totally agree. We paint all our walls orange now. Yeah. I say that all the time. I'm like, dude, that whole cold kind of, I mean, I get it. It looks clean and it makes everything look bigger. You know what it could be I spray too. paint on my cock white, but I feel like <laughs> these things aren't going to last long because I, I, it has no character. People are loving also, and I actually am a fan of this, um, but I think this will be very fatty. With a Hi. D. Hi. Not like Fatty Lamonte. Right. Um, is they do like the navy blue cabinets with like gold fixtures. Ooh, yeah. I think that'll be very like passe in fucking 10 years or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The fuck? I had another thing that was going to fire off that was unrelated. What the fuck, fuck. was it? It was related to house stuff? Oh, about- just the house. My old house is way too expensive now. It's ridiculous. There's really? fucking exterior rot that I saw. And I was like, I can't... F- this is going to cost so much to fix. Interesting. And the and if it didn't cost that much to fix or anything to fix, it's still super expensive. Why did your family let that rot then? Because they haven't lived there in uh, 12 years, 11 years. Yeah, but they kept everything else your family did. <laughs> I uh, zing, dude. I can't remember that house from the outside. It's in Methuen, right? Yeah, it's in Meth Methuen. I love in, uh, when Siri or whatever the fuck we're calling the Google lady goes coming up to Methuen, <laughs> and then it will go exit fifty two Haverhill Hill. Yeah, which I kind of get phonetically, but like I think it says Worcester correctly. I think you're correct. Interesting. Um, Who is that lady? Somewhere there's a lady whose voice yep. is the voice of everything. Yep, there's a lady. I don't, I don't understand it. She's everywhere. How did she monopolize all voice machinery? She's Alexa. She's fucking Siri. Is it the same lady, you think? It's gotta be. I'd rather not answer that. Oh, <laughs> my God. What a fucking creep. Alexa, are you the same lady as Siri? Uh, bullshit. I remember one time we were at a Super Bowl party at Bud's house and uh, it was wicked funny. We were talking about Alexa or something and uh, and Karen's brother Mike like fucking hates all this creepy machinery stuff, which I do too. But it was so funny. It was like, so we'd been like drinking all day or whatever and then some, I made a joke about Alexa and I referred to Alexa as she and then he literally, <laughs> he, I was like, oh, what did she say? And then he grabs me by the call and he goes, not she, it. <laughs> And it was like the guy that had seen the zombie apocalypse coming, just warning people. And I was like, oh, yeah. So ever since, I make sure to never uh, personify my machinery. 
Jesus. Because they'd be like, we'll miss a turn on the road. I'm like, what the fuck is she saying? But now I know. Like, what is what is it saying? Right. Do you know what actually happened the other night, which was <clears throat> pretty fucking wild? Oh. Was dead asleep, right? As is tradition. Um, Nothing worse than being living asleep. <laughs> your eyes are open and you're pissing and drinking water and eating food. Why is that even a thing? Like, why is there a difference between just being asleep and being dead asleep? Like, Be- why? Because nothing perfectly encapsulates a deep sleep like a dead body, just a motionless. <laughs> just like you're so far from consciousness that you're dead. So I was pretty much dead. Okay. And then I hear these two loud bangs. Oh. And you know how, like, if if something oh, yeah, yeah. happens in real life and you're dreaming, you, like, immediately picture the sound and what's what's making yes, it. Yes, you, you, you create whatever's causing the sound. Right. So I remember picturing... Like an alarm clock would be like a fucking boat or something. Yes. I remember picturing, like, a fist trying to break this very window right here. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's very, very graphic and dramatic. So I um, unconsciously shot out of bed and started just being like, what was that? Uh, and so like, I basically woke up. So you were in like delirium. Yeah. Yeah. I woke up standing in my doorway, sound already coming out of my mouth and my arms like up like this, like rigor mortis. No way. And like could not control my fucking movements. And Jess was like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, Jess was here? Jess thing? was here. She's like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm like, oh, I, uh, I can't like talk. And then I finally am like, oh, I yes, heard it. Jess just hits you with the head of the frying pan. <laughs> I eventually am so like, you're oh, going like, you're going like this. I, I'm not sure what you mean should be. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, no, no, everything no, you yeah, can. Yeah, I'm not I sure. I don't think that's relevant to. <laughs> so then I'm like, I think someone's trying to break in. So then I get my AR-15 out immediately. Nice. Which... I was thinking, so first of all, so dude, wait, you had enough time to, to stand, uh, in front of, of the door and have rigor mortis. And then you still got, got out your gun is yeah. Jess like yelling at you at this point. Yeah. She's like, she's like, I'm scared. What's going on? Cause <laughs> dude, she, she, must dude, have she told me afterwards, terrified. she told me afterwards because she obviously heard the fucking bang too. She was like, you were standing up going like, she goes, the great lady. (laughs) (laughs) She goes, I thought somebody broke in and fucking shot you. And you were like standing reacting up, reacting like, to the, the wound. Yeah, so she was like freaking out. Holy shit, dude! Which I don't blame her, dude. No, I'm, I would have thought the same thing. Now that she, <laughs> now that you say that, I'm standing up with T Rex arms, going. <laughs> but uh, so I fucking you know reach where my AR is hidden, and because yeah. it has the flashlight, so I'm like, I don't know where my flashlight is. I have to get my handgun out and find the flashlight. I mean, it's good instincts because if it if it were a home invasion, you'd be you'd be instinctively repaired, right? So I just got that, had the flashlight right away. Um, and dude, people, you, th- hey, people, you think that like <laughs> when someone breaks in, you're going to roll out of bed, grab your firearm. Right, like you're going to be John Wick. And you're going to fucking be ready to go. You're going to have your flashlight and your firearm in one hand. You know what I mean? Right. Ready to rock. When you were asleep 10 seconds ago, your brain still doesn't fucking work. Well, especially when you wake up in a panic. Right. Yeah. So, like, I had my AR-15, and then I had the magazine, and I put the magazine in, and I'm, like, scanning around with the flashlight. After I had already cleared half the house, I realized the slide isn't even forward, so then I hit the fucking slide. So, it's like, if there was someone in the house, I would have been completely ineffective. 
So were you like fucking sweating and shaking while this was happening? I was really fucked Your, up. Your like anxiety must have been through the goddamn roof. And for a bit, I just kind of stood in the kitchen, just listening. Yeah. With a rifle. And then when I didn't hear anything, I was like, I think we heard something else. <laughs> and then I, I put the rifle away, which was overkill, and got the pistol out. And then I just sweeped the whole house and it was no broken windows, blah, blah, blah. And this was the night it had snowed. So then I checked the exterior for any footprints. Yeah. Just rabbit prints everywhere. Wow. So nobody, it was nobody. Then the next day, I go to take a shower. There's two shampoo bottles on the fucking bottom of the tub. So it was shampoo. Mystery fucking solved, dude. Jesus. The shampoo bottles fell off the shelf and hit the tub. So it went bang, bang. Which is loud, dude. Yeah, it is. Here, I'm actually, let's see if it comes through. Yeah, do an experiment. Actually, the other day, I was uh, I was showering and reached into the fucking shower caddy, and two of the shampoos came. Whenever you drop shampoo in your shower, your entire family runs up to make sure you're not dead. Yep. Oh, wow. That is loud. Was it loud? Yeah. Yeah, dude. That would have... someone coming to kill me. Yeah, that would have startled me, especially if the house was dead quiet otherwise. Imagine that the compressor or like the shit I put this through completely cuts the sound out and people or, are like... Oh. Or like we edit it for overdramatic effect and like it sounds like two gunshots. <laughs> You're really reaching for sympathy from the audience. But um, yeah, no, that's whenever... That's why I fucking can't stand shampoo bottles because again, whenever they fall when you're in the shower... Every single person, like even growing up, you okay? You okay up there? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Dude. I'm fine. I'm just busting a nut. You've never dropped the fucking shampoo? Yeah. Jesus. For fuck's sake, you know? Dude, that, that rigor mortis <laughs> thing is strange. Yeah, it was pretty strange. I, I could not control my body movements for a good like two seconds. Interesting. Interesting. A lot of loyalty for a hired guy. And of course, Jess is like, what's going on? Like, I'm scared. And I'm like, <laughs> Yes, it's just a sound. Calm down. As I'm like racking my fucking rifle. Uh, yeah, as, as your as your pants are covered in urine and you're yeah. and you're taking the safety off your AR-15. As I was just fucking rigor mortising in the fucking doorway. Just stop being a fucking drama queen. <laughs> you're like, anyways, I'm gonna go case the house. Someone's breaking in. Dude, that's hilarious. I thought for sure I was gonna find footprints around the house. Well, imagine how terrifying. It must be when someone actually is breaking in. Because I think about that all the time. Like, like you watch these movies or whatever, and someone breaks in, and then the dad just, like, wakes up, and he, like, he grabs the four iron by the door, and he right. goes downstairs. Like, most guys don't really have the ball. Like, you're going to check it out as the, as the man of the house. Right. Because you're not going to be a pussy about it. Right. But you're going to be, like, pussyfooting your way down the stairs. Like, kind of peering over the thresholds. Right. Like, you got to be a, a particularly badass guy to just grab a fucking baseball bat and just run right to the door. Right. And I actually follow this guy. Um, <clears throat> I think his thing is called Full Spectrum Warrior. But he's like a... He, like, trains... I don't know if he trains, like, Navy SEALs. He trains people that shoot and do tactical shit, okay? And he knows his shit. He's like, dude, when someone breaks in your house, all these people think you grab your gun, which is exactly what I fucking did. Grab your gun and your flashlight and you go check it out. He goes, <laughs> that's literally what you did? He goes, that's literally the worst thing ever. Because you're going to like shoot someone that you shouldn't? Well, because the person that just broke in, if they're armed, 
the only way for you to get to them is to like come down the one stairway or the one hallway. So they know exactly where you're coming from. Right. But you have no idea where they are. Right. He goes, so what you should be doing is you should always keep your car keys next to your bed. And if you hear a sound, you press the panic button on your car key. Oh, And it yeah. sets your car alarm off. That's a good idea. And then you call the fucking authorities and you stay in your room with your gun. That makes sense. Because then you control where they come from. Right. And then if they come in your door, you shoot them in the fucking face. I like it. You know? I fucking like it, dude. Right, dude? And I didn't... I uh, And I knew this information, but I didn't seem to care. Well, so yeah, maybe put a put your car keys in your gun safe instead, and then keep your gun on the. Why on would the, I keep on the keychain pants in my gun safe, dude? I told you that time where I worked at uh, primetime, and and this guy Kevin, who was an asshole, we were <laughs> we were labeling all the boxes like shirts and hoodies. And so then he, this guy was like thirty eight years old. He had a son, and then so then we're. Stacking the boxes, and he was in charge of pants, and it said P A N C E. <laughs> and my boss goes, he goes, Kev, what the hell are these pants from France? That was fucking hilarious. But, uh, uh, that's good shit. But yeah, no, that makes sense with the panic button. I don't think my uh, we don't have access to the the driveway though. Oh no, Karen's we, we go to the garage. Um, but yeah, that would be interesting. If your house is being broken into, or you could just have your speak like get a nice stereo cranked up mm. and always have on standby the sound of a shotgun cocking. Ooh, and then just press play. Yeah, the guy downstairs just hears, and then goes, "Let's get the fuck out of here." Right, it's an option. Yeah, it wouldn't have to. It couldn't be like Bluetooth though, because that's like too complex. Like literally, how it has to be is is. Is, 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 is you have to just be able to like grab your gun and it's good to go. Because if you have to like unlock shit or do a combination or like load it, it's too much. When right. you were just asleep, dude, that's like fucking too much. Right. But whatever. What do I know? I'm just an idiot. Well, that's, yeah, maybe you need like, maybe you need some sort of motion sensors to alert you to give you the heads up before they even get to the door. Right, dude. Fuck. I'll just be waking up all the time because of fucking rabbits. Or get some tripwire. Ooh. And like claymores and shit. Get some tripwire that leads up to a megaphone that has a giant fart sound <laughs> ready to play. So the guy's like the guy's like 10 feet from your house and then fucking steps in the wrong spot. And then the whole neighborhood just wakes up to this. And then he's just so like embarrassed. He's like, yeah, he's, I'm obviously not robbing this house now. That's what it is. It, it, he doesn't run away because... The commotion, it's because the embarrassment of everyone <laughs> thinking that he farted. So you shame them into fleeing the scene. Because right. the guy's like, oh, fuck, if I stick around, everyone's going to think that was me. Right. That's probably your safest bet. You don't even need You don't even need 2A. Yeah, no, you're probably as, right. Uh, as we call it these you days. You just need fart sounds, man. That's all you need. Or just put, like, funny, start fucking with them and just put the... This the, is a giant cock. Ah. That'd be great. They have these sick, like, biometric gun locks, too, that, like, it literally drills into your nightstand. And, like, you put your hand on the gun and your thumb on this little square. It's like a... And then your thumbprint unlocks the gun. Right, right, And then right. you're just, you're good to rock, dude. That's fucking badass. How much are those, though? I think they're, like, 100 bucks or 200 oh. bucks or I don't know. I'm not buying that. one, but... I want one. I just, you know, trying to save the money. But you get one, you get one where... 
your AR is like this, and it's knuckle prints, so you have to. <laughs> but there's always just an AR sticking out of my nightstand. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I also I love that you grab instead of your I know you you were in a state of delirium but I love that your instincts weren't to grab the handgun it was right. to go right for the AR. Well, I was like I know the flashlight's attached to it. Oh so. yeah, no, I forgot. Yeah, that's why. You, yeah. And then once I cleared all the windows to make sure there were no broken windows down here, yeah. then I put that back and got the handgun. Because in reality, if you shoot somebody with a fucking AR-15 <laughs> in your house. It's, it's going go through your wall. Yeah, it's going through like the next three houses. Right, right, right. So it's not ideal. But we are duly appointed federal marshals. Marshmallows. We are duly appointed federal marshmallows. <sighs> well, dude, it feels great to be back. Yeah, it feels good. I mean, I don't know how you feel, but. Yeah, it feels great. I feel great right now. This is great. That's great, dude. Everything's great. great. Why are you gay? I can't. I don't know. Yeah, man. I feel like. Doesn't it feel, I say this, but, you know, the Texans have been punished with this crazy weather, mm. power outages. But up in up in New England, it feels like not much has happened in the last two weeks. It feels like time is at kind of a standstill. Like, I don't think we really missed, we really missed much goings on. Right. No, not, not fucking really, dude. Other than know? the, other than the shampoo home invasion right which was a scary moment for me no i just basically was bedridden for two weeks and it's a, it was a good two weeks to be bedridden though yeah you didn't miss anything no even like my works because i like took work off obviously my work schedule was pretty barren which was perfect nice perfect dude. time to be fucking sick um and i just watched like all the star wars movies oh it yeah was great and I watched The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian's great by the way if anyone's interested i yeah i'm not even i'm not really uh, Star Wars guy, I say, okay. but That's fine. I, it's not because I dislike Star Wars. It's just because I haven't uh, really watched. I haven't really given them my full attention. Right. But I've heard that Mandalorian is amazing. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. What is that on Disney Plus? Yeah, it is. Nice, dude. China Plus. It is the Mandalorian. Is that a movie or a show? It's a show. It's a series. There's two seasons. Each season has roughly eight episodes, I believe. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, it's pretty good. And it takes place between um the Andromedus and the Orion's Belt. Yes. Nice. No, it takes place just after the third original Star Wars movie, if I remember correctly. Oh, interesting. So all the like what is it, episode four, five, and six? What were the ones that came out in like oh one or oh two or oh three or whatever yeah those ones are one two three and then the ones from like the 80s oh yeah that's right that's right 80s are four five six so what do you think of one two three they're kind of they're they're kind of garbage yeah. um they're okay but they're kind of they're kind of fucking garbage some of the acting's so bad some of it's just so bad dude what about so cringy there's a whole like love thing between anakin skywalker and uh fucking senator palpatine Palpatine, fucking right, Senator not, Pelosi. Not oh, why is my brain She's not getting, working? She's not Natalie Portman. Okay, and it's so cringy. Just like the acting, so bad, and you're like, ah. Oh. I used to love Natalie Portman. Why am I fucking up her name in the movie? Now I don't really like her. No, huh? I just think she's so blah. She got this plain Jane syndrome, and there's probably people listening going like, "Dude, Tim, you're a fucking five, dude. You're saying that Natalie Portman is blah." But honestly, when you're in the realm of movie stars, yeah, I get to be harsh because you're literally one of the beautiful people. 
Right. So I, she's like a C minus to me. But <sighs> Scarlett Johansson, I always thought was like she's super hot, but I always thought she was overrated. People made too big a deal. And she's dating that fucking just Ugh. loser from SNL. Ugh. SNL is so bad, dude. Senator Amidala. There we go. What? I had to fucking look it up. That's her name in the fucking movie. Is she a senator? She's a senator. Interesting. What about the one that was supposed to be like super PC and lame? Was uh, that Rogue One? Yeah, so like those are the newer ones, which are pretty fucking good. I sucked other men's um, Is that J.J. Abrams or Ryan Johnson? I think it's Ryan Johnson. I guess I don't know. Well, because I'm dumb, dude. You got to remember this. Um, you're not dumb, dude. You're just delirious. I mean, they're not. They're like, what makes them PC, I guess, is that like in the 80s ones, it's just all like white guys and white girls. And then the new ones are just like Asian people. And Oh, yeah. I don't give a fuck about that. Yeah, it's not like, yeah. I just, I don't know. Yeah, I guess <sighs> maybe some fucking pussy right wingers were whining about it. Right. Like there's no transgender robots or, you know, fucking, I don't know. There's nothing too crazy. I don't know why everyone's up in arms about it. Yeah, maybe they're just... Oh, you're talking about the beef between Disney and that actress. No? Oh, I don't know. What's maybe. her face? Because that's from The Mandalorian. It wasn't the show itself that was... See, this is what I mean. I shouldn't even talk about Star Wars because I know nothing. Because then right. I'm like, you know, oh, what about nothing. this controversy? Right. And you're like, no, that's not a thing, you moron. Yeah, that had nothing to really do with Star Wars. That was like her tweets, I believe. Yeah, I don't so know. So they were like, oh, we can't use you anymore because we I disagree do, with your thoughts. I do love, though, that in the same realm as uh, celebrities demanding that statues in America be torn down, they go, you know, we're just going to uh, we're gonna film this movie in a fascist, oppressive regime with concentration camps. <laughs> and they go, oh, all right, cool. Are the, so are the, are the slaves in the concentration camps... They're not going to be like on camera, right? You can kind of keep them in the dark. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. They're they're behind they're behind walls. A lot of barbed wire. Okay. Oh, yeah. all right, cool. Yeah, we can start next week, dude. Perf. Sweet. That sounds good. Um. Oh, by the way, uh, my daughter is getting a forced abortion because she already has one kid. So we're gonna need to delay uh, shooting all week. What's the name of that Asian place that Yumi, Jess, and Karen went to that one time? Wang Stable. Nope. Uh, it's in like Plasto? Question mark. Oh. Uh, Kobe? I think that's it. Jessa texted me. She's like, oh, I went to that Asian place that we went to that one time, and it was fucking not good at all. What? Yeah. Which was surprising, because when we went, it was fucking fine, Yeah, dude. remember Jess's fucking steak, dude? Right. So you got that hibachi steak? I know. Oh, she didn't like it? No, she said it was... Am- right. She said it was amazing that time, but she said this time it was not fucking good. Interesting. So I wonder what's up with that? <laughs> Did she get the same thing? That's a good question I'll have to ask her. Hmm. So maybe we need to go one more time to, right. to give it the... Best two out of three? Yeah, because I like that place. I thought it was fine. Yeah, I thought it was fine, just fine. But I don't know. I'm not I'm not into food, dude. You don't like food? It's like I like five things. <laughs> and my whole life is going to restaurants <laughs> and looking for one of the five things on the menu. Right. Do they have chicken fingers? That's one thing. Do they have <laughs> chicken Caesar wraps? Like I, I like pizza. Do they have margarita pizzas? I like pizza, tacos, and um anything like bread based. Right. You're like, well, like sandwiches. I'm like, no, like bowl. Gar- I'm like, no, like bread baskets. <laughs> um, like garlic bread. No, and I like Italian food. Uh, oh, Italian yeah. food is the. 
the only kind of food, I guess, where almost anything in that realm kind of suits me. Yeah. Actually, Chinese food's similar. Actually, no, because I fucking hate cream cheese. And yeah, you do. I love cheese. crab meat. I fucking love it. But you get these Rangoons, and there's all this fucking cheese, this cream. I love like, crab Rangoons. I don't like it. I wish I I liked cheese more. I mean, again, my favorite food is pizza. Even with tacos. Fucking love tacos. When you're making tacos, I get super excited. Yeah. But when you go to a restaurant, I'm still like, well, what if they put a bunch of fucking bullshit on Right. It? Like sour cream and all that. Like, it's just too much. Dude, one time I got three tacos, right? Obviously, you, you know, you fold the taco. Mm-hmm. And then they laid it on their side. So they had three tacos laid on their side, like fanning over each other. And then they put cheese all over them. Oh, yeah. No, thanks. So now I can't pick up the taco. Oh, fuck that. Because you put cheese all over it? Yeah, that's All disgusting. over the outside of the fucking taco? Check, please. It's What's this... your fucking problem, dude? This is my problem with... Well, not your problem, but... No, but it's like, you know, we'll go out to restaurants and they bring these insane quantities over on your plate and then you eat like a normal portion meal plus half plus another half of a normal portion right and then you still have a fucking full plate and then your waitress is like oh is everything to your liking it's like yeah but i'm not a fucking great big fat person yeah and then they go and then they guilt you into getting it to go because they go and people at the table go yeah why don't you get to go? I hate to waste food. Do you want us to throw this away or do you want to throw it away it's, tomorrow? Yeah. It's like, if you don't want to waste food, then don't give me too much for a fucking normal person right. to eat. Right. I hate this shit. That's why like the ritzy, like I get that you're living in a nice country where your problem is too much food. I get that that's a luxury. I mean, our, our poorest people are the fattest. So obviously we're doing something right. Right. Now. Yep. Um, that's what I love when they go, <laughs> poor people just need education. They, they they need to be educated on what unhealthy food is. It's like what? Every other country, their poor people have children's like rib cages popping out. Right. Our our poor kids look like fucking the cake eater and Matilda. Wait a minute. You mean ketchup flavored potato chips aren't good for you? Yeah, like there's some guy at McDonald's that's on his that's had his like fourth bypass surgery going like if only I fucking knew that this shit was bad for you. As he's eating another McDouble. Yeah, it's like it's like when they say, uh, "Well, the the homeless problem is so bad because house prices." Like that's how it works. Like, oh, oh man, we can't afford this place anymore. Let's just go live in a tent and shoot fucking heroin. <laughs> it's not how it fucking works. But anyway, this is my problem with I. But so I hate the term foodie. <laughs> yep, it's so gay, and I hate. When people have mini orgasms after they take a bite or something, mm. and I hate when someone's just <laughs> when someone's describing, like in a central way, how they prepared their food, like it's a fucking pornographic novel. Mm. I hate that. Like we'll go to we'll go to a nice restaurant and be like, oh yeah, <laughs> they'll be like, oh it's it's this pork chop that. We let simmer for about 45 minutes and then we top it off with this 
this maple glaze. And it's just Which like, dude, cascades down the sides. It's like, dude, fuck off. Like, you fucking murdered an innocent animal. <laughs> you slaughtered it. You fucking skinned it, hacked it up into pieces, and then served it on a plate to me. Like, stop trying to act like this is a porno movie. With sauce. And uh, some people get off on it. Or they're like, ooh, ooh, like when the when they're describing the specials. Yeah, yeah. And then he takes this broccoli that's topped off with the people on the table, like, ooh, yeah, that sounds good. The broccoli, you're gonna get the broccoli. And they're looking at each other around the table, like, ooh, yeah, that sounds fucking incredible. And you're just like, dude, this is why I like when they put the ingredients on the menu and everyone can quietly come under the table. Like, I don't like, ooh, oh, fuck yeah. And I'm not mocking the people that do it because everybody does it but me. Like, Plenty of my friends do it, whatever. But it's just like, that makes me fucking cringe, dude. My favorite thing when going out to eat with you guys, which I do every time, and I don't know if it bothers you guys or not, but I do it every fucking time, is whenever you guys are saying to the waitress what you're getting, I go, Jesus. Oh, no, I like that, because that's funny. I actually actually get a kick out of that, because especially when the waitress is like, what? I'm like, seriously? Jesus. It really is the funniest thing. And sometimes the waitress loves it, and sometimes they're so confused. I know, but either way, it, the the desired effect is achieved. <laughs> no, I, I love when you do that. I'm just talking about the people that... And listen, I get that I'm like a boring meat and potatoes, another stupid phrase. But that's kind of just that kind of describes me. But when these people salivate over a fucking server... Reading some stupid script some pretentious chef prepared for them to it's make to make everyone horny for their meals. I just don't I'm not victim to that kind of manipulation where you go, Jesus. It's just broccolini, dude. Calm down. <laughs> oh, but then when people go when when people cook stuff for you mm. and you go, Oh, that sounds good. Like when you when you're a perfect example. You are a very competent chef. You have very you have a culinary acumen. Oof. Oof. And I came over today. This has happened many times, but today in particular is just the most recent example. And you're making something like it looks like to the to the layman's eye, like a fancy little thing. Sure. Right? There's kale and mushrooms and whatever. And I go, Oh, that looks good. What is that? And then you go, just some vegetable shit I've made up. <laughs> and I love that because that's really what it is. Anyone else I would have walked in. Like, oh, well, dude, we got some kale here. I even put in some fuck, And it's just like, dude, I don't fucking care. Right. <laughs> um, But so anyway, here's the problem. Because I hate restaurant culture. Because what I, what I call restaurant culture is that whole like, oh, my God, this is fucking amazing. Like when people go, this food is amazing. I go, how is it fucking amazing, dude? And the pork chops are flown straight from Africa. Africa. These are the same pork chops that um the... The uh, monkeys, they have already eaten these pork chops and shit them out. So they're very tender. And they're $300 a piece. Um, they come in a one-ounce portion. Um, and we just take a little au jus and we, oh, we just massage it into the meat. Dude, that's literally how they talk. <laughs> like, and I feel bad. It's not their fault. The server has to do this. But, like, <laughs> it just feels so awkward. When they don't fucking print out the specials, Ugh. they have it rehearsed like it's fucking Shakespeare. Right. And like, so we'll be at a dinner table. It'll be like six of us. And I just feel so bad because it's clearly a captive audience. So you have to look at this lady. So have you guys been to the Outback before or first time? <laughs> and, uh, 
and she's describing everyone on the table's like, ooh, ooh. But everyone feels guilted into doing that. Yeah. No. Um, but anyway, so I hate restaurant culture, mm. but my favorite thing ever is to go out to restaurants. I love going out to eat. If I could go out to eat six nights a week, I would do it. I love being in a restaurant. I love sitting down. My favorite thing ever is a group meal. Oh. Like, when there's six to eight people at Ooh. a restaurant, I want to do that every fucking night. I yeah. love it. It's great. I fucking love it. So I get, so I love restaurants, but I just hate that whole, oh, well, we're coming here to get like a real professional meal. I go to a restaurant to just stuff my face and eat and drink with people. Right. I'm not like, oh, oh I, this place down the street is supposed to be fucking amazing. They make, <laughs> it's just like, no, it's not what I do. It's like, hey, I want to eat somewhere. What do you think we can get in? I go to the sh- I go to places that are so bad they have I know I'm not gonna have to wait for a table. Right. <laughs> Bro, there's this restaurant down the street. It's so exclusive. They have one light bulb in the whole restaurant. <laughs> yeah, like you go by these places and there's there's people like I watch Phantom Gourmet. I love Phantom Gourmet. Even though it's literally you met that guy. Even though it's just a show about exactly what I just described as, <laughs> as the most torturous <laughs> Yeah, that's true. But I love no, I love I love Phantom Gourmet. And uh, so we watch it all the time, and then I'm like, "This guy makes this guy makes barbecue that people wait out for hours for." And then it will show like the the front of the building. There'll be a line wrapped around it. There is not a single piece of food you could ever give me that would inspire me to wait outside in line for more than 25 minutes. Yeah, folks, he's right. Like honestly, uh, the funniest part is the best prime rib I've ever had is only like slightly above a large cheese pizza from Papa Gino's. And I'm not I'm not kidding, not even remotely. Oh fuck. But anyways, I just fucking shit. blurbed on about my stupid opinion on, on restaurants. I mean we're at seventy one minutes, I a guess fucking we'll fucking bitch. I guess we'll just cut it there. Yeah, dude. <sighs> it's good to be back. It's good to be back, folks. Well, we will see you next week. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to the season two premiere of the I'm So Sure cast. We got a little Van Morrison play out with. No more lockdown. No more government overreach. I'm so sure cast.